Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 The Yakuza Kick Radio. This is the Bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio, and Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us! Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah! Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirited Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black D. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, Jacob Morris, again. Uh, still here. Still here. Um, so anyway, um, look, a uh, couple things to get into tonight, um, for sure. Uh, first things first, uh, last week I had advertised that this week I would be having on both Dan Moff and Azriel, two long-time um, wanted guests on the show. I've, I've been wanting to interview both of these guys for quite some time. Um, so what happened was last week, um, and talking to Pierre, who I'm, you know, friends with, uh, and, you know, runs Jersey All Pro, uh, he asked me, you know, who, who would I want, you know, on the show or anything? Cause you know, we're, you know, heading right into the 20 year anniversary show. So, um, I, you know, I figured, Hey, fuck it, man. Like these are two guys I've had a hard time getting over the years. Uh, you know, I mean, whether they're busy or whatever the case was, I've never been able to get these guys on the show. So, um, and, uh, I said, Hey man, you know, if you can get me, you know, damn off Azriel, he's like, shit, I'll get you both. I'm like, fuck man. I mean, and that's, that's a tall order anyway. 
you know, to do two interviews on a show because that would have just been back to back, no bullshit, no talk about anything else that's going on. Just, you know, nine o'clock, them off, talk to for an hour and 10 o'clock Asriel talk to for an hour and, and bam. And I was down for it. You know, let's, you know, let's not get that fucked up. I was absolutely down for it. Cause like I said, uh, those were two, you know, guests I was really hoping to have, you know, um, you know, over the years, I've been a big fan of both of those guys. Um, so Pierre set both of them up, boom. And, you know, the, the thing is, is I absolutely love, um, you know, any help people would give me. You know, Pierre especially has really been a big help to me. Even, you know, Ian Rotten has been a big help guest. You know, Chris Hero, fresh off the WWE I had on. Um, so I, I do, you know, very, very much appreciate the help. The only thing that makes it a little bit difficult is when there's an in-between, um, and this isn't blaming, you know, anyone that's helping me. Sometimes there's just a little bit of, you know, lack of communication or something like that. Anytime, you know, I, I get a guest, I hit them up, they hit me back, you know, there's a line of communication. So, I mean, it's shit. Do you want to do the show? No. Okay, I'll never talk, you know, I'll never bother you again. That's not, I'm not the type to like hound people or anything like that. So like I had asked Moff, a long, long time ago, like, do you want to do the show? And he completely no-sold me, so I left him alone. Maybe I hit him up again, you know, a year or two later. I've been doing the show for six years. And same thing, no-sell, okay, and, you know, not going to hear from me again. That's it. So, I, you know, I tried this opportunity, and, again, you know, I hit Azriel up. Hey, man, you know, Pierre said you'd do the show. Um, that's awesome. Really looking forward to it. Da-da-da. He's like, cool, man, you know, got right back to me, whatever. And, you know, people are busy. I don't, you know, I don't blame anybody. You, you don't need to get back to me right away. Who the fuck am I, you know? Um, but I did the same thing with Moff. Hey, man, you know, really looking forward to it. Da, da, da. You you see that they read the, the comment, you know, or the um, whatever you want, the message. No response. So a couple of days go by, you know, hit him up. Uh, hey, uh you know, a future reminder, ne- or no, uh, I think like a half hour went by and he read it, no response. So I just said, hey, man, you know, I'll shoot you a reminder next week. Again, read it right away, no response. Fine, no problem. Leave him alone. On Monday, I hit him up. Hey, man, you know, are you doing the show on Wednesday? Read it, no response. All right, no big deal. You know what I mean? that Again, like I'm not trying to hound anybody. You don't want to do the show, don't, don't do the show. Um it is what it is. So I'm not going to be having Dan Moff on tonight. I don't expect to ever have Dan Moff on the show because, again, like I said, I don't hound people. You don't want to do the show. You're fine. You know, I mean, I, I'm a fan of the guy in in ring regardless of whether he does a fucking podcast or not. So it's it's never the end of the world to me, you know, whether it becomes a podcast or, you know, any of that type of stuff. So no big deal. Um, you know, of course, I'd rather like, hey, no, nah, man, I'm not interested. Fine. No problem. But you know, people handle things how they want to handle things, no problem. So I will be having Azriel on, um, to the best of my knowledge, at um around ten o'clock. So, um, you know, I, I got a bunch of stuff to ask him. Like I said, I've been wanting to interview him for years. So um that should be pretty good. Um hugely, hugely underrated wrestler. He he's been on the Indies for a long, long time. Um you know, so like I said, big fan, uh hoping to talk to him around ten. Um New president, Donald fucking Trump, man. Um, this is uh, this is some wild shit. I I didn't expect this by any stretch of the imagination. Um, 
Look, I'm I'm not the most political person in the world. Um, I'll tell you straight up, I didn't vote. Um, but I'll also tell you, if I did vote, it would have been for Hillary, and um, she already won New Jersey. So I don't want to hear about how you know nothing matters out of my mouth or whatever. Because I understand that, and believe me, like you know, if if the opposite thing happened and you know Trump won in Jersey and I didn't vote and I had complaints about Trump, well then yeah, I'm at fault too. But as uh, whether it be luck or happenstance or whatever the case is, uh, you know, Hillary won in Jersey, so she couldn't win any more in Jersey if I voted. So it really wouldn't make a difference. Again, I'm also not the most political person in the world. So when it comes down to it, I'm not, you know, standing on a soapbox screaming about what the country should be doing on a regular basis. So it's not really hypocritical for me Um to say things and not vote or whatever because i mean look man we all have the right to vote and um honestly we really should be you know i didn't you know so again uh it is what it is but uh again hillary won in jersey so it it's not something that i could have swung any other way than exactly what already happened um it's just crazy to me because um Look, Hillary lied, Hillary this, Hillary that. Um, I, I got it. I understand, um, you know, she wasn't the most straight-flying uh, person in the world. You know, she definitely had some bad things going on there. And and I I wouldn't say that, yeah, I was going to vote for her because I'm the biggest fan of fucking Hillary Clinton. I, I don't, you know, um, I'm just more, like, anti-Trump, I guess you'd say, because, uh, I mean, the dude – He's just not presidential. Uh, I mean, he does not carry himself like a distinguished person at all. Um, you know, I'm also a pro-Obama guy. Um, I think he catches a lot more heat and a lot more blame than he deserves. I think he's he's one of our most well-spoken and respectable presidents that we've had. Um, and, you know, I'm I'm very well aware that the majority disagrees with me at this point. But to have a guy like Obama speaking and conducting himself the way that he does, if you disagreed with every single other thing that he does, one thing you can say is he carries himself like a respectable man, like a, like a president should. When it comes to you know a president, I really feel they should hold up the top, the top values, the top standard. For, for how like a man should conduct themselves for he, they should define professionalism. And again, I'm not looking for anyone to go into policy and go, Oh, well, a professional wouldn't have done this or wouldn't have signed that or wouldn't have, you know, I, I'm not looking for that. I'm just going off of just basic, the way you to yourself in public, the way you speak, the respect you show people. And this is, you know, it's night and fucking day. Uh, Donald Trump, this fucking guy. I mean, look, the grab by the pussy thing is kind of funny. And at the same token was was like a, you know, behind the scenes kind of, you know, filmed or, uh, you know, recorded without his knowledge or whatever the case is. Audio. So, look, let's let's just discount that. Discount that completely. Because who knows what the fuck, you know, Obama or Bush or fucking anybody else. God knows fucking Bill Clinton said some wild shit behind the fucking scenes. Um, but let's just go with what he's said outwardly, like straight up out. Like 
in front of people. He is, you know, all those commercials. I don't need to, you know, repeat all these commercials you've been seeing, but it's straight up like he has gone on fucking record with the fucking banner in front of him like I am running for president and said some wild shit. Just wild, offensive, racist, biased, fucking crazy shit. And, you know, they can go fuck themselves and I'll bomb the shit out of them. And, um, you know, I mean, just, you know, this is a bad hombre, you know, cutting motherfuckers off. Oh, you're a nasty woman. Like, it's just, it's not conducting himself like a normal, respectable adult. Like, he's acting like a shit-talking asshole. And the thing is, is like a lot of people go, oh, well, I like how he doesn't hold back yet. He doesn't hold back like like somebody's drunk uncle at a barbecue, not like the guy you want running the country. I don't know, man. It's just it's just me. And his vice president is on some real wild shit where, like, you know, he's he's so fucking anti, you know, marriage equality, um, you know, so many things across the board. And, you know, these people – so many people are on this PC side of things, and I've heard it a ton in, in my own experience, which I'm going to be getting to a story in a minute, and how much you want to bet some of those same fucking people are Trump supporters, and they get they get upset. Oh, he said the R word. I don't like when people use the R word. Uh, okay, but I mean this, this dude is was openly mocking a person with a handicap. Like, he didn't like the way that dude was acting. He didn't like the way that dude was handling him. So he openly mocked, physically mocked a fucking handicapped dude on TV while running for president. That's not some caught-on film shit. That's shit he's proud of being. That's wild to me. That's real fucking wild to me. So, again, hey, look, he's the fucking president. There's no change in that. It's not like I'm going to say something now that's going to, you know, steer people. And it's just... I'm just giving you my reaction to what's what's happening here. Um, not only that, this dude, this dude spent years talking about fucking you know show uh, get Obama to show his paperwork. He's not from here. He's foreign. He's foreign, and his wife could barely speak English. And when was the last time you saw a first lady's titties? You could look up pictures of her just ass naked. Fucking grabbing on other other chicks' titties and shit, like crazy naked lesbian fucking photo shoots. <laughs> it's wild, man. It's just wild. It, it's just a startling, startling turn of events. The fact that you know he got into office. I'm, hey, man. You know it is what it is. I guess the way America wants to go. Um, the one thing I'll say as like a huge positive to anyone who really thinks like the, this is the end of days or anything like that. Four years is not that long. It's really not. I, I don't see him doing two terms. Um, I, four four years is is a lot of time to do a lot of crazy shit. But when that four years is is over, we can we can get forward from that. Um, I, I really hope that people's rights aren't jeopardized. I really hope that we don't start steering things in the other direction where, um, you know, women's right to choose goes away. Um, you know, marriage equality goes away. Um, you know, they start, you know, 
banning people, you know, due to their religion from the country. You know, these are all kind of things that they've said were, were going to happen. So it's not like an overreaction on my part or anything like that. It's just it's just a worry because these are things that were put out there by that party. And there's never been Republican control over the entire set up there since the 1920s. And there wasn't great shit going on for equality in the 1920s. So it's, it is it is a little startling. It is a little frightening. Like I said, uh, you know, hold on. It's fucking four years. And... Uh, you know, it, it's going to be what it's going to be, I guess. I mean, that's that's the best way I could, uh, I could look at it at this point, you know. And obviously, you know, you got to hope that our president does the best they can do for our country. You know, whether you, whether you voted for him, whether that's your guy, whether it's not. And, I mean, that's that's a huge fault that um, they, they failed to do last time. You know, um, America really turned their back on the president. I think a lot of it was based off of racism and just just overall, you know, hatred. Um, and, and it was crazy. Oh, another thing he did was fucking shit on um, McCain, saying he's not a war hero and stuff because he got caught. Like, dude, like that's some wild shit right there. Like, I don't. I mean, whatever. Yeah, I could talk for days about the the shit he said and how crazy it is. But in the same token, he's our president, so it is what it is. And uh. It's it's just it seems like like a comedy movie or some shit. Like they did this shit on The Simpsons where he ended up being the president. It's it's crazy. Um, so anyway, um, here here's another situation. Uh, I gotta get into this now. Look, when the whole shit went down the last time online with all these internet gangsters and these keyboard warriors, there was a group of people who decided that they hated me forever Uh, a lot of them i i didn't even know who the fuck they were and like when the shit started with grasso and they all started piling on and they more or less formed their little fucking team of misfit toys they they just started bashing me and bashing me and bashing me now these were people who didn't say shit to my face and still won't um this is you know and, and like I said, there were a few people, and mainly Grasso was one that I, I planned on fucking addressing personally, and I did. We'll get back into a little bit of what exactly happened when, when that happened. Um, but there were some people that you just knew. You looked at them, and you just fucking knew. Now, one of those people were Scott Satiri, which I think that's how you pronounce his name. Again, I'd have a hard time picking this dude out of a lineup. Somehow he had, like, deep-rooted fucking hatred for me and couldn't stand me, but I didn't even know who the fuck he was. I I guess at some point or another he was on my friends list on the Facebook, and and he goes to shows or whatever, but I I wouldn't know who the fuck this guy was. So for me – for him to hate me so much, like, dude, I never interacted with you, so it, it was crazy. And then, like, when I look at this dude, he's just like a crusty little nerd, like He's not a dude that, like, what the fuck would happen? Like, if I went at him, like, what? That shit doesn't make sense. That shit looks like, shit would look like child abuse. Like, so I wouldn't even go, because I know where he's at. And confirming where he was at, what happened after he talked all that shit and everybody had shit to say and everything else, 
and not even saying everybody, because it's a handful of fucking people that all convince themselves that nobody in the world likes me, but I beg to fucking differ. Um, believe me, I have fucking quite a bit of evidence that other people fucking like me besides you fucking eight assholes, uh, tops. Um, so anyway, um, this kid, after all that shit happened, uh, my, my friend Jeremy goes to, uh, you know, a lot more wrestling shows than I do. Um, and well, you know, I pretty much stopped. Um, he went to a, either a GCW show or a On Point show. I don't remember which one it was that he went to next after all this shit. This Scotty Satiri kid comes running up to him, dude, dude. I don't, I don't want any heat, you know, with the with with all the J Cat. Like, I don't want any heat, man. And Jeremy was like, "Well, shit, I don't like." Jeremy's a really nice dude. And he's definitely not the one that was going to go out and, like, enforce some shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure, you know, if you talk to him about me, he would defend me in that in that manner. But he's not, like, going to go, like, enforce some shit. We're all grown-ass men with fucking kids. You know what I mean? Like, I got kids. Jeremy's got kids. And contrary to what a lot of people believe, I don't run around trying to start shit neither. Opinion on this shit. And some people get butthurt. And that, that's that's the biggest fucking problem we got here. So anyway, he was running up to somebody that's not even the dude he was talking shit about, all worried about if there's heat. So I already knew that was that. You know what I mean? Like, that dude, like, that shit, I took that dude's heart without even seeing him. Because he was already worried about anyone who was cool with me and whether fucking, the fuck out of here. So he wasn't shit to me from fucking day one. So... As far as I was concerned, I wasn't going to go get this dude. If I, if I saw him, someone would have had to go, hey, that's the dude that said such and such. And that shit wouldn't even happen. There's no, like, real circumstance where that would, that would even happen. So what it did for me was put him, I don't want to be, you know, on some Chris Jericho shit, but he put, it, he put himself on my list. Um, he just... He just became open game for me. Not that I was going to go all out on this dude, but if I ever randomly was in the mood and saw some shit that he posted or said or something like that, I'd feel free to treat that dude like shit. Because that dude went out of his way to talk shit about me online, which he would never do to my fucking face, and then turned around and ran to the first person that had anything to do with me, making sure, oh shit, you know, I I just want to make sure we don't have heat. I mean, come on, man. You're a coward-ass dude. So why would you run around like that and just shut your fucking mouth on the computer, man? I know it's safe on the computer. I understand that no one's punched you in your face in your house before. But in the same token, like, what the fuck is that, man? Like, it's just that's just gay shit to me. So anyway, um, he had posted um, – Mike Drastic posted a video. And, uh, you know, a rap video and saying, like, you know, thank God for that, you know, there's still real hip-hop out there. And this dude posted some old hipster bag shit. He goes, uh, my brain can't even handle this right now. Which is, like I said, some little hipster bullshit. That's it. Like, that's the way you say, like, I like a rap song. Like, I don't fuck with you. I mean, but either way, like, I just saw it was him, saw it, saw that, and just posted, that's because you're retarded. Um... You know, and that was that. It was just like a fucking little jab at this little douchebag that's fucking 
has written little paragraphs about me when I don't even know who the fuck he is. So that's that's what it was. So the one day I'm on I'm on lunch. I'm out there, uh, you know, doing my thing, and then um, just before I punch back in, all of a sudden I get I get screenshots sent to me, and he had apparently screenshotted me calling him a retard, put it on his wall, and then you know, fucking kick kick the little retard fucking bee's nest. So they all come out of the fucking woodwork. And, um, again, I don't know who a lot of these fucking people are. Um, there's probably only five people tops. So, um, you know, he tags, uh, well, first off he goes, uh, this, this is what he says on the thing. I'm not going to be doing a lot of quoting him, but it, it says, he's a middle school girl, period. How many of us use, I don't think my brain can handle this for music, TVs, or wrestling? Well, first off. I, I don't use that shit. I'm not a little hipster fag. Yeah, I mean. And again, I'll use fag. I'll use retard because I'm not even talking about specifically the that type of person. I'm just I'm just calling you some shit. You know, what I mean, there's way bigger problems. There's people who are actually hurting these these communities. But if you guys want to take words and spin them into something that 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 it wasn't even intended within that that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not holding anybody down and shit. You know what I mean? And I love those words, whether whether you like it or not. I don't give a fuck. Um, so anyway, so I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't use that sentence for shit. Oh, my brain can't even handle this right, right now. No, I'm a grown fucking man. Who the fuck says that? And then, uh, and then he goes, he has he, – he fucking has heat with a cat. I don't even know what the fuck that means. I, I'm guessing I'm trying to like decipher this, do some kind of like um, d- decoding this message. And I think he means the Teddy Hart situation. And, and if he really believes that everything I have a problem with, with the Teddy Hart cat thing is I have heat with the cat, then, then yes, I was right. He's fucking retarded. Um, so then he tags Chris Grasso. And says, look who finds a way back into my life. That shit sounds like you had a fucking, like a girlfriend. And you blocked her, and then she created a new Facebook account, and she's fucking stalking you. I called you a retard on someone's post. I didn't find my way back into your life. I don't know who the, don't know who the fuck you are. I don't, I don't know how you could even fathom that that's a, that's a logical sentence to type that I found my way back into your life. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Holy shit. Okay. So then Chris Grasso pumps up again, you know, Oh, you know, Oh, everything I wrote two months ago was correct. You know? So now he's going to rehash his shit, you know? And, uh, and then he, you know, um, the kid says, Oh, he goes out of his way. Well, you know, look, I, I didn't really go too far out of my way. I happened to see it and comment on it. Um, again, this was a dude that had a whole lot to say about me when I didn't know who the fuck he was. So as far as people going out of their way, it becomes a little bit hypocritical when you're the dude that had a lot to say before. Um, so then uh, Chris Grasso says something about he stooped to my level and he disappointed people he held in high regard. Now here, here's the fun part. Here's the fucking part that half the reason I'm even bringing this bullshit up to begin with 
Danny fucking Damano. Danny Damano posts, he will be going away very soon, dot, 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 stay tuned. Okay, now I don't, I don't know if you understand that. Now, Danny, I know you're listening to this because this is what you do. This is what you guys do. You get butt hurt, you hate me, you can't stand me, and then you listen to my fucking show because you're fucking clowns. So, so let me explain something to you, Danny. When you fucking – when you say he will be going away very soon, that's a threat on someone's fucking life. It's right there in type. It's screenshotted. It's all that. So you later – and we'll get into the conversation I had with you and the ramifications and you know where we're at. We'll bring you right up to speed with all of that. But in the meantime, you're threatening my life. First off, you're in no shape to threaten anybody's fucking life. None. Because first off, if anything – okay, I'm a grown-ass man with fucking kids. People are going to threaten my fucking life. Now, if you – and just like I told you, if people come at me physically, you send people at me physically to fucking take me out or some kind of crazy shit like this, you'll be held legally responsible. And they're not even going to lock you up, man. They're not even going to put you in jail. They're just going to strap your fucking wheelchair to the bike rack out front of the fucking courthouse. That's what they need to do. That's all they need to fucking do with you to fucking make you fucking not be able to go nowhere. This is the, this is the crazy shit to me, Danny, because the problem is, is you got fucking butt hurt over me talking on a podcast. You got butt hurt over me telling the fucking truth that you're a lying fucking greasy ass promoter. When I asked you some shit straight up, and you gave me the fucking kayfabe promoter bullshit, oh, don't believe everything, and then you fucking shit on the guy that I fucking paid to see in the ring. Like, you were going to all of a sudden take fucking, you were going to take the spotlight, and Chris Dickinson was going to be the villain to us fans, like, like we're fucking stupid. But apparently a couple of the people you're dealing with are just that fucking stupid. And that's fine. You can make money off of those. Apparently it's not a lot of money because it's 100 fans this month, it's 100 fans this month, it's 100 fans this month. You fucking get 120 fans in the arena. Good job, dude. You're doing a fantastic job. Clearly it's only my fucking problem with you, right? Clearly I'm the only one with a fucking problem with you and you can't get fucking 200 people in a building. But get mad at me. Get mad at me because that's got a lot to do with me, right? I'm speaking my fucking opinion on a podcast and you can't fucking handle it like a man and fucking maybe maybe take that shit into your mental bank and go, do I even give a fuck about this dude's opinion? If you do, maybe you should make some fucking changes. Maybe you should take it as constructive criticism, whether I fucking like you or don't. Why don't you put out a fucking product? Why don't you have some type of success to the point where it doesn't matter what the fuck I think because you're fucking thriving. But you're not thriving. You're fucking struggling. And the fact that you're struggling and somebody's pointed out hurts your motherfucking butthole. That's where the fuck you're at, motherfucker. And when you threaten my fucking life, dude, that's, that's not cool to me. You know what I mean? Just like I said before, I have three fucking kids. I'm not on this fucking podcast threatening your fucking life, talking about your little bullshit fucking stomach surgery where you skip going to the gym and look fucking sickly. You know what I mean? I don't go at you like that. I went at you about the fucking the GCW bullshit and your bullshit half-ass fucking wrestling career. That's what the fuck I went at. But you want to get fucking personal, I'm going to go away. You're telling fucking seven, eight nerds, I'm going to go away. What the fuck was that Tony Soprano shit going to accomplish on fucking Facebook 
other than to make you look like a fucking idiot. So, forward we go. Everybody's happy. Every da 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 da. So now, Scotty Satiri apparently does commentary for like hybrid wrestling, and I guess other companies. So his stance he's taken on this is he's taking the high road because. He doesn't want to cost himself a job and shit because it was his hopes and dreams, and he's not going to let me ruin his hopes and dreams. Well, look, I I don't know who the fuck you are. It's not like I know you're some fucking famous commentary dude, and now I'm fucking you up. You're the one talking shit on me. I called you a retard because you've been talking shit on me. So that's, that's what we're dealing with here. Nobody found their way back into your life. No one's fucking with your hopes and dreams I mean it's fucking crazy and then what does Chris Grasso do he jumps on and goes see that's the thing people always ignore his bullshit instead of standing up for themselves he's an adult bully that you really shouldn't be afraid to tell to go fuck off that's funny Chris because when I was standing in your fucking face asking you to fucking do something, asking you to say one fucking word that you said online, asking you to be one bit of fucking tough that you were online, asking you to be half the shit-talking dickhead that you were online, there was water in your eyes. Maybe it was the allergies. Maybe it was allergies. But then you were saying things like, that was a long time ago, and if I could take it all back, I would. And... What's kicking my ass going to prove? Those are all fucking things you said to me. Not fuck off or any of that shit. That shit wouldn't have worked out for you that night. That's all I could say about that, man. You had your fucking chance. That point right there, it's dead. It's over. I took your motherfucking heart. There was nobody there to do anything about it. It was me and you, and you wanted no fucking part of me. We're done. We're fucking done. You... Posting on Facebook is just irrelevant bullshit. That's just a hollow cardboard motherfucker talking tough on the internet. That's all it is. And it was proved because you had your chance with me. You had your chance to tell me to go fuck off. Now you're trying to pump up crusty little nerds to, to, to get what done. Get to, what, what is that kid going to get done? I mean, what are you sacrificing him to try to fucking pump me up so I knock his little crusty ass out? And I go to jail because that ain't going to work. I ain't touching one of these motherfuckers. I ain't doing none of that shit. None of that's happening. I control this. This is what the fuck is going on. I decide what the fuck's going on in my life. That's what's going on here. And you had your fucking chance. Now you're just fucking, you're just keyboard gangstering it up. Oh, yeah, this guy's toxic. Everybody should tell him to fuck off. Man, bro, get the fuck out of here. You're a fucking clown-ass dude, right? All right. So that that's what he said, you know? And again, Scotty's hopes and dreams, da-da-da-da-da. Another guy says, you know, I can't stand when people use the R word and people shouldn't stand for it. There's no reason. Okay, yeah, everybody's got to. And then Chris Grasso. Let's go one more of his fucking statements, and then we could be done with him. He says this. Thing is, dude could be a major contributor in indie wrestling, photography, talk show, and yeah, it doesn't have to be lovey-dovey, but at the same time, I don't get why he demeans people. I've seen him trash women, people with disabilities, and anyone with a different opinion is a big piece of shit. I don't get why 
unless it's a self-esteem issue or he gets his jollies off it. I don't know. I've seen him in person after all this bullshit at Jersey All-Pro and his all-idle threats, and sometime, how, somehow he was the victim. Whatever. Well, that's revisionist history, Chris. That's not what happened, Chris. You know that, Chris. Don't be silly. And as far as me being a contributor, I'm not here to contribute a motherfucking thing. But what am I doing tonight? What have I, I've been doing for weeks upon weeks? I've been promoting Jersey All-Pro because it's something I believe in. I don't promote Jersey, uh, GCW because it's not something I believe in. So maybe your, your brain says I should promote everything or don't talk about it. Or I, that's, that's, that's your opinion on things. Where I've trashed women, I, I don't know about that. I, I don't know where that came from. I don't know where that I don't know where that came from. I, I really kinda baffled about that, been kinda wondering about where the fuck that came from, but I don't care to ask you. I really don't have anything to say to you. Again, you you're all I'm all done with you. You're you're finished. You're a clown. You're you're cardboard. That's it. You know what I mean? And then uh people with disabilities, I mean, come on, man. Come on. Uh, again, when you started the whole shit last time, a fucking guy inboxed me a fucking insult, and I posted his picture and said, this fucking guy just insulted me. Look at this guy. That's everybody's fucking – that's everybody's example of me picking on people with disabilities. So if a guy in a wheelchair, for instance, tells you to go fuck yourself, you should just duck your head and walk away and not call them a piece of shit. Because if you call them a piece of shit after they start fucking with you, then then you're picking on people with disabilities. Well, that's fucking stupid. That's fucking stupid. I'm equal opportunity. If you're a fucking asshole, I'm going to call you a fucking asshole. I don't give a fuck what your situation is. For instance, you're an asshole. Um, I, you know, so it is what it is. I mean, it, it fucking is what it is. Um... The, the the other the other kid, the other kid that wears a size medium shirt but thinks he's tough on the computer and kissed my ass in person, that kid tells me, oh well, tells his his buddies on there that my Joey Janela interview was cringe worthy. Uh, Joey's responses are great, but that cat guy is so socially awkward. I cringe a lot during that podcast, and it was the first one I ever heard. It's funny because that was two weeks ago. So you've hated me for quite some time. Two weeks ago, you were listening to my podcast. That's fucking weird. That's weird. This is the shit that I'm talking about. It's fucking crazy. You guys are clowns. I mean, you guys are complete clowns. I don't take you guys seriously. You know? When it comes down to it, Jersey All Pro, I'm going there to enjoy the show, shoot the show, and that's it, man. I'm not there for any bullshit. And I know for a fact that anyone who starts some shit, you're getting thrown the fuck out of the building. It's as simple as that. Simple as fucking that. Now let's go to let's go back to Danny. So I hit Danny up because, well, he just said I was gonna fucking go away. So I fucking I, I need to know what that means. So I message him and I said, He he will be going away very soon. What's that supposed to mean? This guy says you didn't think you were going to constantly shit on what we all do and there wasn't going to be any repercussions, right? Now you can put that on your podcast. So you can um, consider that me putting that on my podcast. So I don't know 
like if that statement was supposed to be bone chilling and be like, now put that shit on your podcast. It's on my podcast. I don't know what the fuck that, that accomplished just now. But so I said, I never did anything, but I, but state my opinions. And uh, he says, and now I will state mine. I said, right. But how are you going to make me go away? And he goes, did I say that I myself was going to make you go away? No, but dude, again, if you think that fucking sentence, it doesn't doesn't hold any weight. Don't worry, he's gonna be going away soon, dude. You fucked up. You fucked up completely. And then uh, you said, "I don't think I said that at all." Now you can dwell on this for the rest of the day. <laughs> I said, "That's cool. I speak honestly and bluntly. You don't have to do the same. I wouldn't dwell on anything you say." Then he goes, "See you, Jersey All Pro. I definitely think the ringside is full, though." so i said lol and i said you can politic me out of ringside and it's not the end of the world to me i don't just go away on the other side of things if someone comes at me physically you'll be held liable that's all i need to say from here which is the truth because look i very very much look so look forward to shooting jersey all pro on saturday previous to your messages during your message after your message look forward to it but I'd already stopped going to wrestling shows. So if I'm not able to shoot a wrestling show, do you really think that's just going to be the end of the world to me? And quite frankly, if you're the one that talked about me going away because of shit that I said on my podcast, wouldn't that kind of mean something like, like my podcast should go away? Cause I'm still here and I'm still talking. Apparently your mind, as far as what go away means doesn't really add up. And I don't buy that you were just talking about the photography because, again, none of you guys had problems with me because of photography. So you're saying I'm going to go away. Well, well that, would, that would apply to me talking and posting on, on the Internet and all of this type of stuff. And, again, I'm not the one creating big, giant fucking threads where everybody bashes me or you or whatever the fuck. I mean, I posted all this shit. Once I posted all this shit, some people showed up and said, you know, that they agree that that you're not a good dude. A lot of people. It's funny because after I had my show fucking burying you on my podcast, I had fucking five, six fucking wrestlers hit me up in the inbox that I won't I won't say who they are, but hit me up in the inbox saying how great it was and how much they can't fucking stand you. Why is that? Why is that? Because I'm a jerk off? Whatever, man. Again, uh, it is what it is. Um, so, so then he says, "You're a rat and an insurance liability. No, and a insurance liability at ringside because of how quick you throw threats. That's documented, included in this combo, which I just read you the combo. I didn't threaten him in the fucking conversation at all." And then he goes, but I'm done here. I'll have them tell you in advance so there's no issues the day of. And I said, you clearly don't understand threats. Um, and uh, somewhere along the lines, he said, um, just making sure people stay on the right side of the guardrail on the right side of the guardrail which last time I checked you're not so fucking good with guardrails bro 
you fucking you put your leg on two sides of the fucking guardrail. You're gonna tell me what side of the guardrail I should be on? I, I really don't think guardrails should be your fucking level of expertise right now. You, we, we shouldn't be talking about fucking guardrails. Yeah, you know I mean, but bottom line is, I was fucking invited by Pierre. Pierre is my friend. And I was invited by Pierre to shoot the show. I didn't weasel my way in. I didn't have to get through, you know, have this one contact the web guy in order to get their way onto the fucking show. Pierre invited me to do the show. And, and it still stands. I'm still going to be there. So as far as the people letting me know beforehand so there's no issues that day, well, I I don't know, man. I, unfortunately, I've been told all this week I'm good. And if I have any problems, they'll be thrown the fuck out of the building. So from from where I'm standing, I don't think that that the ball's in your court. I I don't really understand where the fuck you're coming from where you're going to politic me out of ringside photography because I buried you about another company on my podcast. I mean, that would work if you ran the company, but you don't run Jersey All-Pro, do you? I mean, I, I surely don't think so. In all of my conversations with Pierre, I, I never heard about Danny DeMano being part owner. And then, uh, you know, one last thing. Um, then I get sent another screenshot. That Danny says, everybody wave to J-Cat. He's always eyeballs. You know, he's got to put the little meme, the little emoji eyeballs. And then he says, and he can't control himself. Again, as far as me controlling myself and always throwing threats and this and that, I've shot probably five Jersey All-Pro shows, four or five Jersey All-Pro shows, starting where Frank had me shoot Jersey All-Pro. And I've had zero problems. Zero fucking problems. I've caused nobody any issues. I've gone out of my way to be fucking as polite as I could to everybody I was working with, all the other photographers that try to stay out of everybody's way. So, I mean, you can create your own drama that doesn't really exist as far as what I've done, but it's just because you're butthurt over what the fuck I've said on my podcast. And you can continue to be butthurt. You can just continue to fucking be butthurt. I'm sure you're on pain medication for your leg. Just up the dosage, man. If your butt hurts too, take another one. You know? I mean, do what you got to do to numb that out. I don't give a fuck, man. Like I said, once you threaten somebody's life, I really don't think that they should be polite to you anymore. So as far as, like, that shit goes, like, I don't really give a fuck. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not running around trying to get motherfuckers or anything like that. Uh, regardless of what you guys think and you try to paint this negative picture of what I am and this and that, I love my life, man. I have fucking kids that love me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I love what I do. Like, I don't need this bullshit internet drama. I'm not a, I'm not a bully where I run around fucking with people. I mean, you look at the people around me and ask me what I'm about. Yeah, I'm blunt and I'm honest and, and I, I say things pretty fucking bluntly but I'm not just a dude that's saying shit to say shit I mean why the fuck would I pick Danny DeMano out of all fucking people I have to explain to fucking people who the fuck you are 
there's a lot of people who like I I don't know who this guy is, but you know what I mean? People who who might not be into, you know, New Jersey indie wrestling, you have to go who the fuck it, you know. You know, Toby Klein said, you know, put me in a fucking match with that guy and uh, you know, have that fucking ring that photographer uh, you know, shoot the match. It should be very entertaining for you. And I had to explain to him, well, Danny doesn't wrestle anymore cuz he broke his leg. Cuz I'm friends with Toby Klein as well. And um, you know, again, I'm I'm such an asshole, but I seem to find these friends. Uh, I don't know how that works out. But anyway, so then uh, Scotty Satiri says he does the classic bitch move where he blocks me because I guess he thought I was going to random people's pages who I weren't friends with and looking for comments about me. But no, people screenshot it and sent it to me. So he blocks me and then goes on to back onto his thread over there and goes, LOL, he blocked me. So it's the super brave move where you block a dude and then run back and go, that bitch blocked me. Okay, that's cute. For whatever reason now, um, he unblocked me because I saw one of his comments on somebody's thing the other day. And I was like, oh, that's random. Um, But again, uh, whatever, man. Uh, It is what it is. I'm not looking for fucking drama with any of this bullshit. I'm really not. I don't give a fuck about any one of you. I spoke my honest opinion on on all this different shit that was going on, on on GCW shady-ass fucking thing. Are you fucking spending other people's fucking money and failing horribly? That's what you're doing. Don't be mad at me, man. I'm not the reason you're failing. Look within yourself, and you will find the real answer. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck, man? This shit is fucking crazy. So, look, uh, Azrael should be calling in soon. Um, let me uh, hit this motherfucking... Uh, hit a track, take a break, and uh, hopefully we'll be talking to Azrael soon. Uh, let me go with this one. Hit that off, yo. Yo, record. Right. Yo, tight. Yeah. Hit me off, son. Get this money, get the fuck up out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brooklyn and this motherfucker like this. Word what? Word up, Jersey. Jersey. Word up. Time, you know yeah. No digging. The books in reverse. Crazy, crazy, type thing. 201, <laughs> boy. Tights on the set. Nah, yo. Man. Hit him up like nah, this, man. King. Yo. One time for your my year. Yeah, check it out. Yo, we'll give a buck, buck. Yeah. In the buck, buck. Yeah. From the front to the head. Yeah. Throw your hands in the air. With the buck, buck. Yeah. In the buck, buck. Yeah. From the front to the head. Yeah. Throw your hands in the air. With the buck, buck. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
for my penis. Maybe I can rock this microphone. Yeah. Head of fucking penis. Boy, I mean this. I never uh, seen this because you're corny. corny. I'm leaping on your ass. Yeah. Because you're corny with that weak shit. I freak shit like I'm supposed to. Yeah. Try to test my skills. Word of fuck up. I do this. Let me like who this. Who this? Break the answer. answer. Crazy fucking crazy. Yeah. The mic I spread like cancer. So peep it. Yeah. Cause I'ma keep it straight. Then an arrow. Niggas on my top. But why? I rock like Love I'm a marrow. Back to rip the track. Black your best to check the flow. Niggas wanna copy. But they copy like yo. 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 Yo.
Pat Buck and Kevin Matthews. And, then, you know, everybody knows, you know, that, that has talked to me or listened to, you know, my show and everything. I'm not a fan of Pat Buck. Um, I've never really been a Kevin Matthews guy. But, look, they – since splitting from, from Eric Tapp out over there, they've been doing some shit over there with WrestlePro. Um, you know, I, I honestly think my biggest problem was fucking Eric Tapp out. So, when it comes down to it, it is what it is. But, look, they have a match on this card – representing their company up against one of the biggest upcoming tag teams on the fucking indie circuit right now in private party. So if there was an example that they could pay for their company, a platform that they could have to really show up and fucking, and look, man, in the past, I could easily have just been biased towards what they were doing out there. Cause I was hating on it or whatever the case is, you know, that shit happens to everybody. If you don't like a motherfucker, it's hard for you to tell you, you know, how great their match is. But, you know, look. Um, so this this is going to be, you know, clean slate with, um, you know, a complete open book, man. And like I said, one of the biggest, fastest rising fucking tag teams on the fucking indies right now is the private party. And, um... Yeah, I mean, this this could wind up being really good. Like I said, it's a spotlight a whole company within a match. And, and uh, you got a six-man tag match, which is Dixie, Deranged, and Insane Dragon making his return. The old H-Effect squad versus the legends of Magic, Jay Lover, and Crazy Ivan. So, you know, Jersey All-Pro legends and... um. Yeah, man, it's going to be good to see the, uh, the H effect back together. And uh, for the 20-year anniversary, you know, it, that's awesome to see that uh, old-school Jersey All-Pro represented. Uh, you got a CZW showcase of DJ Hyde versus the Bulldozer, Matt Tremont again. You know, no one is is is, uh, is uh, in the dark about my feelings on DJ Hyde and uh, his wrestling ability. Um him and Matt Tremont have a pretty storied history together, though. Matt Tremont's a bad motherfucker, man. And he has gone out there and fucking body on the line for fucking DJ Hyde in that ring. You look at some of his matches from the past, Tangle Web and shit like this. And, uh, man, he fucking went all out to make that match the best it could be. Um, you know, look again. You have a, a company being represented through one match. And there's, you know, people all over this card from, CZW, but in the same token, this is a CZW showcase match. This might be the match that you get some ultra violence in it. Um, who knows? But uh, this, you know, that that's another big one. Like I said, big showcase, man. They're gonna put fucking over a thousand people in that building. Twenty year fucking anniversary. What better way to celebrate it than you know, give everybody a little bit of taste of everything, and and just knock it out of the park with every fucking match on the card. Uh, next up, you got a three-way women's match. Elisa, Jersey All-Pro veteran versus uh, Deanna Perozo. Uh She is, uh, I guess, pretty new to Jersey All-Pro. I haven't seen her before the last show, but she's been tearing it up all over the indies, and um, she's great. She beat um, Alicia at the last show. And um, Sumi Sukai, who's an absolute legend in women's wrestling, and, uh, you know, in a three-way match. So, um, uh, another match that this is, I mean, if you're not, maybe you're not into the cage match type thing. I don't know who wouldn't be into homicide and low key versus the hit squad, but 
when you look at those guys lined up as just uh, just four warriors in the ring just going to tear each other the fuck apart. Now, if you want that Lucha Libre, that fucking fast-moving fucking insanity, Drago and Aerostar up against EYFBO, or as Homicide would say, EYFOB. Either way, that match is going to be fucking crazy. Absolutely fucking crazy. That's one to be seen, man. That's worth the price of admission right there alone. You also got the New Age Punisher B-Boy coming out east to challenge Black G's. And this is for the Jersey All-Pro Championship. G's had the light heavyweight championship for almost two years, or two years even. And um, he decided he wanted bigger and better things. There was nobody holding that 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 big strap, that Jersey All-Pro Championship. Nobody was holding it. And he, he wanted that title. B-Boy's no stranger to Jersey All-Pro either. He was part of the Strong Style Thugs before. You got to wonder, being part of the Strong Style Thugs before, you got the cartel going on right now. All those guys remember the Strong Joker. You know, is is B-Boy going to get involved in the mix that night? You got to wonder. He's going to be going up against Black G's for that title, that big title. So, uh, then you got the best of the light heavyweights. This is Azriel, who I should be talking to shortly, versus Pinky Sanchez, Arcadia, JT Dunn, Johnny Silver, Suge D, Joey Janela, and Steve Scott. I mean, that's a big motherfucker right there. That is a lot of fucking guys in that ring and uh, just a ton of talent in there. So you know they're going to tear it up. Uh, Jersey All-Pro light heavyweight, uh, best of the light heavyweight matches are fucking insane every year. That's, you know, one of the spotlight matches on uh, Jersey All-Pro anniversary show is that best of the light heavyweight, man. They've had, you know, El Generico in there in the past, Kenny Omega, Jushin Thunder Liger. I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, But this one, look, I mean, you look at that talent in there. We gotta tear it up, and then you also have Alberto El Patron, formerly known as Alberto Del Rio, up against Sammy Callahan in a one-on-one first-time-ever match. Shit is gonna be fucking bananas, man. Um, I guess that that's that's the card right there. Um, you got um that main event, that whole fucking main event being inducted into the Hall of Fame before the show starts, which I mean. You know, very, very fitting. 20-year anniversary. Homicide, low-key, and the motherfucking hit squad going into the Hall of Fame the way they belong. You know? Um, it, it's it's going to be a hell of a night. They're going to pack that fucking building, get there, get your fucking seats. And, um, I mean, you're not going to be sorry. There's no way you, you attend that show and not enjoy yourself, man. There's something for everybody. And it, it, it's going to make history. It's absolutely going to make history. Jersey All Pro 20 year anniversary. So um, that's that. I'm going to take another song break. Hopefully, Azrael will pop up soon. And then uh, I'll come back and, and do that. <laughs> Yeah, what about now? What about now? Seven to five, raised on a strip card. 
Reason for trials, plus their lawyers, we losing it. Four fives and nines, we be moving with. Caught up in the flames, that's the street game confusion with. We proving it. Let it be known, this retaliation. Hard it's on. That rap nigga, boss a cat nigga, black nigga. Open up your back nigga, Rosewood, black nigga. First family gone brawl. It's president, president, and I'm the first dog. You know the M O P status in the history of crime and rap. We some of the baddest. Words to the mommy. Any fool try me, get hit with the lime.
right, yeah, classic shit, man. Uh, that MOP shit is hype. Um, I don't know, man. I, I feel like Az might have been calling in while this song was playing. Um, I want to, you know, just let it play out. I was gonna put him on after the show, uh, after the, uh, the track, but um, hopefully he'll call back in if that was him. Um, earlier this week, um, Gotham. I've been, you know, pushing that show for a minute, and uh, that show was fucking dope as shit this week, man. Um, real crazy fucking episode. Um, they're doing real, real good shit on that. Um, they had a couple kind of soft episodes, you know, a couple episodes ago. It was a little rough, you know what I mean? It was like, eh, wasn't really holding my interest the way it did in the past, but, man, this week they set it the fuck off. So definitely check out Gotham if you haven't seen it before. Um so that's that's what that is. Um, let me see. What the fuck else can I talk about? Um, shit. Um, let me see. Well, like I said, uh, I covered everything as far as the Jersey All Pro stuff goes. Um, let me see. Give me one second. Right, just send him a quick message, see if he uh is calling in. Yeah, like I said, that yeah, might have been him and uh the track was playing. Maybe he just thought he called the wrong shit or something, I don't know. Um let me see what goes on. Just give it a minute. But uh yeah, man, my Niners suck. Uh we uh took another ass whooping on uh on Sunday. Pretty, pretty rough game. Um I mean, what can you say? I'm, I'm more or less looking forward to the draft at this point, which is crazy because we're like halfway through the season. So that that's bad times when you got a, you know, half of the season to get through before you can even, uh, you know, hope for something better. It's uh, it's bad times. I don't know if you saw um, too. Stephen A. Smith just completely ripped Kaepernick for not uh not voting after everything he's trying to stand for and this and that, and then not taking place in anything. You know, taking part in it. Uh, you know, that's uh, you know, and, and I agree with him. I definitely agree with him. He's trying to take some you know high political stance and then not have any part of it, and you know that's that's kind of hypocritical. Is that I don't really take that that high stance like that. I'm not making you know no soapbox statements as far as um you know politics and what people should be doing or anything like that. So, um, you know. It is what it is, but uh, yeah, he, he's. Uh, I, I always said from the start that he was doing that for uh, attention. He was a second-string quarterback at the time, so there was nothing really, you know, no light really being shined on him. It was only the fact that Blaine Gabbert really failed that he ended up in the in the game. So, um, yeah, I mean, what can you do? Let me see. Um, I haven't heard back from this dude just yet. Um, did one of those read the message gimmicks, but uh, guess we'll see. Give it another minute. See, I don't want to play another track. I'm caught in the middle of it, but uh, you know, what can you do? But yeah, man, you know, Facebook is going fucking crazy with you know the, the divide of people and you know their feelings on this side or that side of the uh, the election and everything else. And I said, man, it was four years. I mean, it's it's going to have to be what it's going to have to be. And, um, 
it's gonna have to life's just gonna have to go on for people. But um, you know, the divide and really hating on each other and stuff like that isn't gonna help any you know scenario. I would agree that you know the the dude um you know got in there using quite a bit of hate, so it's not gonna be him that brings people together. But it's got to be people in general that act a little bit more civil than a lot of the stuff that's going on. So, <clears throat> you know, like I said, um, you know, put your opinion out there, express your opinion, speak your mind, but, uh, you know, making people go away is a whole different scenario. That's not really, uh, our business. You know what I mean? Let, uh, let God sort that out. That's not really, uh, our deal to do. Live your life. But, uh, I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, he hasn't hit me back yet. Um, gonna give it another minute, but I, you know, I kind of talked about everything I was gonna talk about. Went through, you know, a minute, hour and hour and a quarter. So, uh, it was one of those days I was like, oh man, I don't even feel like doing this shit today. But, uh, I had a big interview with Azriel, so I definitely wasn't gonna miss with that. And, you know, I definitely wanted to speak on those other things. Um, like I said, it, a lot of it's really fucking overblown by people who just can't take criticism, and uh, I, I don't know how to change that. I'm not really looking to help any of these people. It is what it is. You know what I mean? I'm just another fucking person. I mean, it, you had at least 120 people that wanted to, you know, attend your show and, and, and do whatever they were doing, you know, support your thing. Deal with that, you know what I mean? Like, just, just fucking uh, focus on that. Trying to threaten people's lives on Facebook. This is ridiculous. So, uh, all right. Um, let me see. What the fuck can I do? Huh? Um, all right. Let me let me just uh, hit this track. I'll cut the track off if I get Azrael pull in. But uh, let me just hit him up. Otherwise, we'll just end it after this. Shake the niggas. Play the outfield, loose still switch cracks on shields. Yeah. She's a rich fiend, sacrifice a fan, shift them niggas to queens. Get things, he charged 35 beans. Hit the cell phone, regulate with well known tone. A Wally Kingpin, who also slammed the strike position. What up, Coleon, smoke the bone, zone foamy. What up, he tried to sling there, address him with chrome only. Grady with the gray beard, transport form, rockin' Nike at Rastafari and Bird, piping at switching benzes. Think carry nigga with gold lenses. Frontin' like he's sitting on a lump, he's sitting on junk. You wanna pull a heist, draw guns and robberies? You wanna rock rep, step in yellow wallabies? Names are range. The Century Fox, Little Glocks, them niggas with stocks, wheeling in blocks. Rich lifestyle, small like an ordinary white child. But right now, sun is still shine, shed light now. Break down, liquidate guard, fuck it, grab the nickel plate, Spencer for hire. Tension when we mention dryer, he's a slave cop. But hey, pop, a Susu Bay stop and blow that cat at the purple haze. I remember sticking fiends at the 162 when we were starving. Ducking Bobo, paying them dues. Times is hard in the slums I'm from. They got us barred and we warring in case dodging. Ripping and robbing, got the knock sabotaging. Slipping cracks in your camouflage. Now you snitching on the squadron. That's something niggas can't part. City overrun by young gun with bad intention and who wear garments. So- Alright, I think I got the good guy, Azrael. Ah, yes. I called What's going before. on, man? No one picked up, bro. Oh, man. Not yeah, I was, on, I was on break playing the track. I, I was just going to get you oh, out that. No big deal, man. Cool, man. So, yeah, I've been looking to talk to you for a while. Um, been a big fan for a while. Um, you train with the 
doghouse, man. Tell me a little bit about that. No, wow. Um, let's see. That was about 98, 99. Tough as fuck, bro. I mean, if you, you go there, it, they uh, taught you all about cardio was the beginning thing. If you didn't, and the drilling and all that, I mean, it was tough. Like, you had to, they literally, some sometimes they would just beat you. And then <laughs> to see, if, just beat you down, right? And then if you come back, you know, you want it. I got the shit kicked yeah. out of. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm supposed, can I curse? Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, I got the shit kicked out of me. And I came back because yeah, this is what I wanted to do, bro. Yeah, out of that squad, how many people actually dropped out? Because, I mean, that, that's a, that's some rough cats you were training with. Yeah, uh, well, the class the class that came out with me was uh, Deranged, the uh, DRS. Um, who else? Those are like the one. Oh, there was Lowrider. You got Boogaloo. You had uh, who else? There was a whole shit. There was a handful of people there that I can remember. Mm-hmm. But yeah, how did how did you get hooked up with Fat Frank and Jersey All Pros? Mm, oh, Fat Frank and Jersey All Pro. Homicide one time told me, "Hey, are you booked on a Saturday?" I'm like, "No." He's like, "Come down to Seaside Heights." Mm. I was like, "All right." So I got up and I drove drove down to Seaside, and he, that's where I had my first match. At JAP. Frank gave me that first shot. I remember it was uh, it was a Boogaloo, Jay Little, uh, yeah. who else? Low Rider. I remember. Yeah. Um, I mean, what was your thoughts on Fat Frank? Obviously, he took a liking to you. You became one of his main guys for years. Is you know, light heavyweight guy and everything. Um. Now, what was your thoughts on Frank? Frank was an awesome dude. I'm like, he was the one who gave me the opportunity to actually wrestle and gave me a platform to perform on. Mm-hmm. Awesome dude. I liked him. Like, uh, but I didn't hang out with him as much. But because uh, I always used to go back home after I finished the show, go right back home. <laughs> yeah. Um, but every time that I'll... I did hang out with Frank, it was fun. Yeah. Um, soon after, you know, starting off Jersey All Pro and everything, you were in the early part of, of Ring of Honor. You were in there pretty early with the Special K gimmick. Um, who came up with that gimmick? Doug. Doug Gregory and Rob Feinstein came up with it. But it was mostly Doug's idea. Mm-hmm. Um, did you like the gimmick? Yeah, I thought it was fun. Bro, is a, a gimmick that where even if uh, you say miss a spot, you could just blame it on the gimmick. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, works. True. It works. <laughs> it, was, it was an awesome, yeah. fun time. Yeah, I mean there there was a lot of talent in the special K. Um, did you ever feel like you got lost in the mix or anything like that? Um, I felt I felt like. Uh, um, I don't know how it was. I don't know how I felt. Like I knew Jay Lethal was gonna be out there. You know who who I thought would have been 
out like exploded as well, like broke broke out, would have been deranged. But something happened, yeah, and then he just he just disappeared for a bit. But I feel that yeah. deranged that deranged would have been like there, and I feel he can he mm-hmm. can still be up there. Jay Lethal, of course. Dixie, he should be up there too, bro. Insane Dragon, mm-hmm. the main the main people there. Yeah, and I had to keep I had to keep up with them as much as I could. Yeah, but it was who, who came up with time, Angel you know, Dust? Name? Oh, that oh okay, Angel Dust. You know, it's funny thing, Grim Reefer at the doghouse had to wrestle mm-hmm. under a different name. He wrestled under a mask, and I remember it was named Angel Dust. Came out and played it off awesome, and I told him that I'm gonna use it, and I did. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, he did. He came up with the name. Nice. Um, so you know, in the very first final battle, you ended up in a tag scramble with the the Hit Squad and the Backseat. Um, you know, what was that like? Because I mean, that's that's pretty early in your career, and those are some of the biggest tag teams on the Indies. Yeah, nerve wracking. That's how it was. That was like nervous as fuck. That was probably what third, three years, four years in. Yeah, I would yeah, just, I just started, ago. I just started, yeah. So to me, that yeah. was like a lot of shit, like quick, like wow, can't fuck up. Yeah, no, no, right. Yeah, um, yeah, I appreciate it. Um, you also had a match early on with Paul London. It was, it was a dark match, but you know he ended up getting, you know, big pretty quick. Um, you know, what was your thoughts on working with London early? London. I thought it was an awesome, hung, uh, humble guy. Like he was genuine to me. He was a cool dude. Yeah. So, and he, you can tell when uh, you you see him wrestle, mm-hmm. it's just like he he has it. He had it. Do you get it? He still mm-hmm. has it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was like uh, it was a big honor to wrestle him and to feel him out. You know, that's the in the career that you get in with like people who are like awesome, who are good makes you better because you're growing. Right. Um, the, the infamous scramble cage with Teddy Hart and, you know, everything that came out of that, you were in that scramble cage match. Um, you know, what was your experience like in that cage match? What I remember out of that cage match was at the end when Teddy, Teddy Hart just starts backflipping and shooting star at the end of it. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, I was there for that. Yeah, it was, it was nutty. And, yeah, that's what I remember. I remember <laughs> he shooting star me from the top. He didn't call the shit. He just went up there and <laughs> fucking did a shooting star. Yeah, that's, that's we had just we had just fought a battle in a cage. Why is he doing that? <laughs> yeah. And then I guess you you got no choice but to try to you know save him, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. You don't want nobody hurt in your match. Right. Yeah. You, you oh, know uh, you mentioned the that's range, what I remember uh, about you know, that cage. Yeah, you, you had mentioned deranged. You guys, you know, teamed up a bunch. You had a lot of you know battles against each other and everything else. Um, 
What was the first time you met the range? Was that early on in the school? Yep, it was at the doghouse. We became a team there you... first. We yeah. used to be called Lost and Found. I remember he was my first tag partner. It was good. Deranged, deranged nice. was good. It still is. Yeah. So. Um, when um, when you were first brought into CZW, uh, I think you were brought in just like on like a one shot deal or something like that. It seemed like pretty sporadically that you were brought in. Um, at the time, you know, Jersey All Pro and CZW didn't exactly get along great. But what was it like going into CZW and working for John Zandis? Wow, for the first oh yeah, that was just random. I think it was uh how I think Deranged was also brought in. Right? Mm-hmm. Was that the first time? Yeah, I think so. I'm sorry. I think so. So yeah, it was uh him him and I got brought in. We had feud and it was just out of nowhere, but I felt like it was because we were we were catching people's eyes. So mm-hmm. working with him was dope. Yeah. Um, what was your thoughts on Zandig overall? I didn't have a problem with him at all. I think he's a cool dude. We never, never did anything like uh, bad or anything. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. He, that, I know. You know, people have their different opinions, and sometimes you know he he was a guy that you barely even talked to, and then you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's not I we didn't hang out so I I don't really right. can't give you my honest opinion on it so right to me what uh, it was what it was just business we worked together all right sure cool cool dude yeah um you know a little further down in CZW because again you you know you guys are used kind of sporadically um at some point they did start working a program where um you and Derange were on opposite sides and you know teamed up with Chris Cash and uh Joker and I think you guys are supposed to be involved in that now infamous ladder match between Joker and Chris yeah. Cash. And I think something happened, transportation or something. Um, you know, what happened with all that? Fuck. I can't believe that. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That shit was bananas. What the fuck match we were in? We were – deal. the deal originally was it was – we were supposed to – we had a double that day. And we, were, we mm-hmm. talked to JAP – to do the match early, which we did. And then we were about to be out. And then um, Ash Samuels used to be from uh, Special K. Right. Uh, he had called us and told us that the match was going on, the ladder match that we were supposed to have. Mm-hmm. Uh so we were like, what the hell? We had uh, agreed to do the match early, and they were going to put the match late. So apparently, I guess we had, they, uh, late, I guess. Oh, I, I fucking don't know his uh, special K name. I forgot. Yeah, but, I think it was late, yeah. And, uh, but he had told us that they were the, the match was about to go. And we were like, what the fuck? I don't know the rest of the story, but that from from that part where we were like, "What the fuck?" Well, I thought we had an agreement, mm-hmm. but uh, I guess not. I don't know. 
Some shady yeah. shit happened is what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know yeah. I don't know what, but we got screwed. But whatever it was, it happened. Chris Cash and Joker had an awesome match, I hear. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, yeah. you know, I don't know because you know, I was a CZW fan and, um, you know, I was there and I know, you know, Zandig was pretty much a guy like if he didn't show up, he'd be on the mic yelling about you and shit. So I, I remember yeah. him saying something like, you know, all the, you know, these guys are working down there and, you know, so they're not here and this and that. So did that create like a rift between you and CZW and make it harder for you to get booked there for a little while? Probably, but I didn't. Like I kind of, I kind of knew after that that we were gonna not be working there for a while. Okay. Cause, uh, cause you know, all right, I didn't, I, you know what, I didn't pay, I didn't pay much attention. If he did shit on us when uh, we didn't show up, it was for a reason. It's not like we would did it on purpose. Right. So, so uh, I don't know. It is what it is. He was mad. Understandable. Whatever. Yeah. Um. Why do you think it was that you were used like so sporadically in CCW? You think it was because you were so much of like a Jersey All Pro mainstay? Um, you know what? I really didn't put much thought into it, but I felt like they didn't have anything for me. They just brought me in, put me in a match, and then whatever. They, so they only just called me when they needed me. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's crazy. Um. You know, down the down the road, uh, you ended up being brought back with uh, DJ Hyde. Like going back to CZW now under new ownership and working for DJ Hyde. DJ, DJ, DJ always uh, supported me. Like he always like talked to me, or whatever. But there's something always wrong about DJ. He never looks you in the eye. I don't know why. Like I'm <laughs> talking to him, I talk to him. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, bro, look at me when I'm talking to you. Why is you? Why aren't you looking at me? But that's it. It's yeah. just other than that, that's it. He's he's cool. Whatever. I I'll work with him. I like working with him. I always liked working with him in the locker room when we we shared it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um. Who came up with the four loco gimmick? Uh, the four loco gimmick. Oh, hey. All right. Well. To me, this is how the Four Loco gimmick came out. Now, they had brought us in already as the Four Loco, but I had thought, I had said this idea to Sammy Callahan. And I remember Sammy Callahan used to work for some other company. Fuck, what the hell was the fucking name of that other company? And he had asked me to come in and, and start the Four Loco gimmick with Joel, uh, Joel Maximo and his brother. Okay. But... I never got brought in. Four local gimmicks still started because the SATs were there and uh, Latin Dragon and uh, one other person, I forget. Okay, and then that gimmick went from that company to the CZW company, which they, they I started it. Or it was me, Junior, Bandito Junior, Alex Cologne, and fucking yeah. uh, Chrissy Rivera. Yeah. What were your thoughts on it? Did you like it? I thought it was awesome. I liked it. I like working with Bandito Jr. I think we had good chemistry with each other. So as a tag mm-hmm. team, we used to we used to kill it. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you should catch the fucking if you watch CZW, then you can watch the the match between myself and Bandito Jr. against 
Alex Reyes and Alex Reynolds, sorry, Alex Reynolds and uh, Johnny Silver. Yeah, the Beaver Boys. Yep. Yeah. Watch it. Um, <laughs> um, back in the day, you, you worked CM Punk. Um, yeah, he obviously became an enormous star, and you know, a lot of people. I know. Loved him. We used to work in a fucking. Uh, sorry to cut you off. FIP. We used to work. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say we started working in FIP as the new dawn. It was. Yeah. So what was your thoughts like on Punk? All right, a lot of people yeah. hate Punk. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But to me, he was an awesome dude. I got along with him. And when I went to SmackDown, I remember he was there, and he had just treated me with open arms. It was awesome. Yeah. What do you think it is that he just kind of has his way about doing things, and he doesn't really you know, look for advice or any of that type of I – mean, what is it that, that draws him that type of heat? Uh, it's him. I don't know. I I don't, you know what? I don't even, I don't pull mine to it. To me, he's a good friend. He's, he's a good, he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Cause he hasn't, he hasn't done anything wrong to me or anything like that, that I All know right. of. So I don't have any, any bad to say about him. Uh, another guy you worked in FIP was, um, Samoa Joe. What was it like working Samoa Joe? Intimidating as fuck, bro. <laughs> yeah, he's a cool dude. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but still, he to to be working him in the ring, you're like, holy shit, this motherfucker's gonna kill me. Yeah, but it's yeah, he intense. was a killer on here. He's good. He's good. Like he's a, there's a reason why he's on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's a short. You know, uh, staying TNA. You know, what was your thoughts on working for TNA? And you know, why this were is so weird. Back? That was so that was so random. That day was so random. I was coming home from work. I got a call when I was on the bus asking if I was available for a taping, which was weird because they just bring you in. They brought me in. They put me on TV. Didn't say anything. I was like, what? So I went in, had the match. Uh, and then the following day I was back at work. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and then I mean, they, you know, uh, when it, yeah, I didn't get, I didn't, uh, I didn't speak to them afterwards. Like, I, I don't know what happened. I never got a call back. You know what? I saved that. I saved to me. I feel like I saved Seema Zion or, uh, what is his name now? Fucking DJ, DJ Z, whatever. DJ Z. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between the match, the the three way that we had, it was myself, Dakota Darso, and and Seema or DJ, whatever. Mm-hmm. He jumped up. And he uh, he went for the dive. If you see the video, you see me dive and save his ass. Yeah. Cause he dove. Up instead of out, so him and Dakota Darso, Dakota did not go in. So he, he would have hurt short. himself. Kid came up short. Came up short yeah. and would have probably been in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
last year's anniversary show, you wrestled Matt Hardy. Uh, you know, he's he's changed his whole gimmick and everything since then. But um, you know, what was it like working Matt Hardy? It's surreal. Like to me, it was surreal because that was uh that was the uh, first time I got in the ring with Hardy, and Jeff Hardy was there. So yeah. It was like, it was like uh, to me, it was like uh, you see, you used to see the Hardys on TV. It's like, oh wow, now you're wrestling them. Like, oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, that was wild. Like to to be to be, I remember seeing him on TV, and then you're in the ring, and then who's coming out? Holy shit, it's the Hardys! Holy fuck! Yeah, yeah. Is cool. that, I mean, you, you've been on the Indies a long time, and there doesn't stop being like surreal moments like that for you, huh? No, yeah, no, yeah, I know. That that was the first time, and I uh, I'm hoping to get more of those that way I can you know who's the guy who I want to wrestle I wish I could wrestle I wish I would have wrestled him this JP show coming up Del Rio yeah I know I could have an awesome match with Del Rio yeah yeah have they looked at you for uh, you know like Lucha Underground or any of that type of stuff no I feel like the yeah no not yet, hmm. but uh, we'll see. Just yeah, keep, I mean uh, you know there's grinding, bro. Just gotta keep going. Yeah, I mean it, the doors have seemingly opened up a lot, you know, between NXT and Lucha Underground and all that different stuff. Do you think that you know your opportunities are getting you know way bigger? You think you're right around the corner from possibly ending up in one of these spots? I hope so. That would be amazing. But, yeah. You know, I just gotta be. I just gotta be uh, given the chance to prove. You know, just given the chance, bro. Give right. me a fucking chance. <laughs> I could. I could yeah. wrestle anybody. Yeah, for sure. You know, back in Jersey, all pro. You know, you wrestled. Um, a four-way, Brody Lee, Nick Gage, Dan Moff, and Azriel in a four-way. What was that like? I mean, those are some heavy hitters right there. And obviously yeah, man. By who the guys. Like, yeah. You had Nick Cage, fucking Danny Moff, and Brody Lee. And you're like, holy shit, these guys are fucking big. And then you got Nick Cage is fucking crazy. He's a hardcore guy. You're like, oh, man. Oh man, we got Dan Moff. Oh man, how he hits and all that. Brutally, mm-hmm. like oh, wow. I'm the smallest guy there, man. I think it's intimidating. Yeah. It was a scary moment, but I survived. Yeah, for sure. Um, you've also, you know, you've gotten in there with low key before. You know, you no strangers <laughs> to those guys because you're a doghouse guy. Yeah, no, but no what, strangers uh, to that. Well, how, how, how did they feel? Ow. Ooh. Ah. Bruises. Pain. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, you've gotten in the ring with Samoa Joe and, you know, we just said Gage yeah. and Brody Lee and yeah. Dan Moff. I've been in the ring with all of them, man. I've been, thank you. Yeah. You just keep naming them. You keep naming those names, man. I've been in, in the ring with all of them and still I feel like I haven't given, given a chance. That's what's a, right. that's what's a aggravating. It's aggravating when you bring it up, 
but then you're like, you know what? You just got to keep going. Yeah. Uh, who do you think's the hardest hitting cat you've been in the ring with? Low key, homicide. Yeah. Yeah. All all the guys that I've been trained with. Yeah. Um. So you know this this upcoming show the. 20-year anniversary. Uh, you're going to be in the best of the light heavyweight match. Uh, you're no stranger to the best of the light heavyweight match. Going all the way back seven years ago uh, as a 13th anniversary show, you were in a match with Liger, B-Boy, Kenny Omega, El Generico, Bandito Jr. Um, I mean, you know, half of this talent is on TV. and um, It's just a matter of but, time, bro. It's just a matter of yeah. time. Uh, ready to so, sign a contract, bro. Be on TV. You know what? Even yeah. on even Japan. I would love to go to Japan. Yeah. I went to Japan. I've been going to Japan mad early. Four years in. Four years in. I got to Japan. I was scrawny as fuck. They were like, you need to gain weight. You know what? I was right. Yeah, they were right. They were right. I need to get I needed to gain weight. So I finally got the gain I gained the weight. And I still haven't been given the chance to go back and prove myself. Yeah. I feel like with all the experience that I've been I, I've I've been getting to give me that chance where like let me prove myself because I've learned a lot since the last time. It's not like I'm the same dude. Yeah. Sure. Now you you know you mentioned Alberto Del Rio. Um... Who are some of your dream matches? You've been in the game a long time, but there's got to be some guys you haven't dream matches. You know, gotten in the ring with. Okay, we got we got Chavo Guerrero. We got Alberto. Cody Rhodes. Let's see who else uh, that I still haven't gotten in the ring with. Who else? Jay Lethal. I would love to get back back in the ring with him. Back in the ring, yeah. I wrestled him and we started. I feel like we've both gone in different roads, different roads of our lives, and I feel like if we meet back in the ring, it's a diff- it'll be different than last time. Better. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, If if you had to put together like a five-match compilation of, of your best matches or if, if someone's just going to watch one tape of your best matches in your eyes, what what would those matches be? Uh, oh, my favorite one is me and Milano Collection from JSP. I wrestled Milano Collection on his, in his 40th birthday, I remember. And we had an awesome match. He kicked the shit out of me with that super kick. Bam! It was good. Yeah. Uh, who else? Of course, the the Liger match. Getting in with Liger. That's amazing. And I ended up with uh, facing Liger. And, of course, he beat me with the brain buster from the top rope, of course. But I got in the ring with him. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Jay Lethal match that I was talking about, so that way we can go back into it. The ladder match. You can watch the ladder match. match. You can watch the. Yeah. And uh, JPW's, what is it, seventh? Or I don't remember. I think 11th anniversary. 
That's a, that was I'm the latter match, sure. the 11th. I'm not too sure. Fuck, I can't okay. remember right now. It's, yeah, but it's a Dave anniversary show. Tore the house down. And, uh, yeah. Uh, what else? I think that was four. I got one more. The match between Bobby Shields and I, who just recently happened at ECWA. That was good. Nice. I felt, yeah. Yeah. You know, you've been training guys now, too, because, you know, you're, you're a veteran on the indies now. And, um, you know, what's, what's your style of training? What do you try to instill in these, these young guys now? Because I'm sure there's, you know, a bunch of different styles you've learned over the years. Well, I like to get them, get their cardio up. Because once you, once you get your cardio up, you're able to think clearly in the ring. So cardio is very important. If you don't have your cardio, then uh, you're going to be breathing, you know, trying to get your wind and then getting what you're going to do. And then, you know, panic happens. <laughs> right. Um, um, what do you think? What do you think it takes, you know, for, to to make it into wrestling as far as, you know, training goes? Because obviously, you know, some people have it and some people don't. Cardio is, you know, very important, like you said. But, you know, what kind of mentality do you think it takes for these guys to get in there? Well, they um, they got to be determined. They got to they got to know what they want. Just keep going. Like. You could be, you can find, like, you could be, like, someone who just is a dreamer and just, like, with the moment they get a smack of reality, they, they, go, they go, oh, you know what, it's all right. And I just walk away. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they have to want it. Um, You've been, um, you know, I'd say predominantly a heel over the time in your, your career. Do you prefer to be a heel? Yes. Love it. I feel <laughs> like I just be myself as opposed to just being like, come on, people. Come on, cheer for me. And they're like, boo. All right, then. Forget <laughs> it. Yeah. And what do you think makes a good heel? Get people to boo you and get the and get them to cheer for whoever is up against you cuz they want that they they want you want them to want you to get beaten <laughs> right do you think that that you know that limits you um you know, move set wise or anything like that. Um, you know, some people choose to do, you know, less moves because they don't want to pop the fans as a heel or, you know, do you think you could pretty much do what you got to do and then, you know, work your heel persona in there? I just do what I want. I just do what I want. If I could do, <laughs> if I could do, if I could do a cool move, I'm going to do a cool move. You can't tell me I can't do a cool move because I can't do it. All right. Just because the people does, just because the people like the cool move doesn't mean I like them because they like my cool move. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, man. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, 
Who do you think your biggest influence has been in wrestling to this point? Biggest? Eddie Guerrero. He was my he was my dude. I watched all his yeah. all his tapes. You can catch I, I kinda have his kinda do his mannerisms when I fucking do the, the Tope Kohilo. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that for ever since I started watching him. And then you got uh Chris Jericho, you got Chris Benoit, you got D Malenko, all those all those people. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, you know, where are some of the other places you'd like to work, you know, out there? I mean, obviously, you, know, you want to go back to Japan. Um, yes, I would definitely love to go back to Japan. Where are some of the places you, you'd like to go that you haven't yet? Um, let's see. Australia, that would be one. Let's see, where else? China, I heard they have some wrestling there. Really? Argentina. Do you know what? I still haven't been in Argentina. Once I was born, I moved here. Bam. Haven't gone back. No, that's not nice, bro. That is not nice. Well, it's nice to go back there. It means, there. It means yeah, I have to. Oh, yes. 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 It would be nice to go back there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Where else? Where else? <laughs> Uh, go back to Canada. I'd like to work back up in Canada soon. Mexico. I haven't been to Mexico yet. I gotta go back. I want to go to Mexico. I went to Mexico on vacation, but I want to go to Mexico to wrestle. Yeah. What's your, Those are the places you know, I want to work. Training re- what's your training what? regimen like as far as, you know, staying conditioned and stuff like that? Oh, you gotta hit the gym, bro. You got your weightlifting every regimen that you have to do. And then you got your, you gotta mix with some cardio. And luckily, uh, I'm able to train over at the PWA school in Connecticut. So I go there on Wednesdays, and I get in some ring time because you still need to get in in the ring, regardless of how much you do in 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 the in the gym, or you do the CrossFit or anything like that. You still need to get in the ring. Right. Yeah, man. So, you know, you got this big match, 20-year anniversary show, um, light heavyweight title on the line, best of the light heavyweights match. What's your thoughts going into this? I'm going to be the fist. Yeah, I'm going to have the the light heavyweight title for the fifth time. I had the four right now. She's going to go for the fifth. Nice. Cool, man. You know, is there anything else you want to put out there? Well, I'm a man of my word, and I said the last time, the last time I said that I was going to go through Danny DeMonto, Joe Janela, and Grim Reefer. And I did that. I got rid of Joe Janela, Grim Reefer, and Danny DeMonto decided to take himself out, breaking his leg. Right. Took himself out. Now, I'm going into this match against, what is it, the uh, fucking Joe Janela. He got put in. Johnny Silva, Arcadia, who, uh, Pinky Sanchez. Fuck. And it, who else? Fuck, I don't remember. There's the other, there's more. 
Yeah, you got Arcadia. Yeah, I said him. JT Dunn. Yeah. There you go. JT Dunn. Dunn. Yes. Johnny Silver, Shug D. Shug D. Steve Scott. Yeah. Too yeah. hot, Steve Scott. They decided to add more people to this match. Ugh. Yeah. So eight man match. Kind of aggravated. Yeah, eight man match. You know what? I like to have a singles match, bro. Singles. I've been having eight man matches for so long, and that's what aggravates me. That promotions want to put me in eight man matches instead of having me in a singles match. Go for the title instead. Yeah, man. So, you got anything else you you know you want to plug or put out there, advertise, whatever you want, man? Yeah, you guys can follow follow. Do you have an Instagram? Follow me on Instagram, bro. Yeah, we'll do. A Z R I three A L at Instagram. Yeah, someone has Azrael. I'm like, what the f, bro? Yeah, so follow me on there. I'm always uh, posting shit up, what I do at the gym. When did you, uh, you come up with the Azrael gimmick? All right. Azrael came up from Batman comics. I'm a big Batman fan. Now, there was uh, a comic book that Batman got his back broken by Bane. Right. All right. All right. Now. Uh-huh. Azrael was the replacement of Batman for a bit. That's when Azrael had a uh, uh, he had a different suit. I don't know if you're a Batman fan or not, or followed the comics. It was the night. Nah, I've been followed the comics. I watched Gotham, and they had an Azrael uh, in there too. Yeah, but uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Different well, that's gimmick. where they got him from. Different gimmick. Oh no, it's still yeah, that's still the name. He's the one who put on a suit, the Batman suit. Right. Yes. That's where yeah. I got the name from. Cool, man. So, um, but apparently, from what I hear, Azrael also means angel of death. So there's a lot of people who always go, oh, man, you're, you're an angel of death. I'm like, no, man. That's not me. I'm not the angel of hell. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you got the Instagram. You got um, anywhere, you know, people buy T-shirts off you, anything like that you want to plug? Yeah, they could uh you know what? They can contact me uh via Instagram. I don't uh, or Facebook. You can co- uh follow me on Facebook and uh just send me a message. Uh it's under my real name, Federico Palacios. Can you say that? S <laughs> E D E R I C O Palacios. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, but man, I, I really appreciate you coming on. Like I said, I've been wanting to talk to you for years. You know, you're a really slept-on wrestler, one of the most talented guys on the indies, and I've been for, for many years, so I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much, man. That's so humbling. Thank you. But, um, yeah, I mean, you're welcome back anytime, man. Anytime, just let me know. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to come back. Just give me a holler whenever you want to. I'll come join you. Absolutely, man. So I'll see you on Saturday. Take care. All right, man. You too. Be safe. All right. Good night. So there you go. There's Azriel. Like I said, man, a very, very talented dude slept on. And, um, man, you can go back to 
all the way back to 98-99, you know, and catch Azriel matches. So, you know, go check out the matches he said there. Go hit him up on Instagram. Get a Azriel t-shirt. Um, and and you could check him out on Jersey All Pro's 20 year anniversary show. Like I said, that talent roster is fucking unbeatable. You go down from top to bottom, that motherfucker is going to be off the chain. And you know, Zach Frank is looking down on that building. There's going to be over a thousand fucking fans in there. I know there's going to be. And it, that place is going to be rocking for Fat Frank and Jersey All Pro, 20 years strong, Rawway, New Jersey. Get there on Saturday. That's what's up, man. And again, fuck the drama, man. It is what it is, man. If you get butt hurt over a podcast, listen to another fucking podcast. And like I've like I've said in the past, if you um you should really try listening to the podcast at half speed because it makes everybody sound shit faced. So it's even funnier that way. But um, you know, look. If it bothers you, there's probably some level of truth to it. You know? People people really just don't get too fired up if there's no level of truth to things for the most part. You get mad about somebody uh you know, saying something about you, that's only human. But to really get burned up about it and try to fuck people over and shit like that, that's that's some old that that's some old other shit. You know what I mean? So get your shit together, man. That's that's uh that's some shit for you to work out with yourself. Maybe get a doctor for that. You know what I mean? So that that's all I got. Um yeah, I'll be back next week. I'm sure I'm gonna have a lot to talk about. Hopefully drama free. Um, contrary to what motherfuckers believe, I'm not all about drama and just looking for fucking problems. I'm not a fucking bully, go fuck yourself. And uh that's pretty much it. I will be reviewing the Jersey All Pro 20-year anniversary show, and I hope I'm just going to be preaching to the choir because all you motherfuckers out there are going to be at the Jersey All Pro show because, you know, why the fuck wouldn't you? All right? Um, I'll check you motherfuckers out later. Peace. I love all of y'all, and uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I listen to your to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you... Good. Black Cheese tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. The Jews are just radio. Jesus! A sacred night to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness.